Welcome to The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig, a podcast which endeavors to expose the truth behind legal stories that are distorted by mainstream media. And now, here's your host, passionate truth seeker and veteran attorney, Jill Rosenzweig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'm your host, Jill Rosenzweig. And this week, I want to talk to you about the Ahmad Arbery case. It is a horrible case. If you haven't heard about it, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's a pretty awful situation where a young man who was 25 years old was murdered while jogging through his neighborhood in Georgia. Uh, He was a young black man who was essentially chased down by these two individuals, Gregory and Travis McMichael, a father and son, who followed him in a truck and confronted him and shot him. And after this occurred, the two perpetrators were not arrested for some time. Uh, This resulted in a huge public outcry, and they've now been arrested And uh, this came about after a video was released showing how they followed this man and then stopped in their truck in the middle of the street. And the son, uh, Travis McMichael, got out of the truck and confronted Ahmaud Arbery, who was unarmed, and ended up shooting and killing him. And one of the things that was raised in this case, which is what I wanted to talk to you about today was one of the prosecutors said that he was not going to arrest these two individuals because he believed that they had engaged in a citizen's arrest and that they were within their right to stop this individual whom they claimed they believed was responsible for a series of robberies in the neighborhood. And they essentially were claiming that they were engaging in their civic duty of arresting an individual and that because of this they could not be charged with murder. And I did want to talk to you about citizens arrest laws in the United States because this case as well as others bring up some issues with respect to citizens arrests and how this concept is rather antiquated. Uh, So citizens arrest laws came about a long time ago. The one in Georgia was passed in the 1800s at a time when there were no phones, there was no such thing as 911, uh, people could commit crimes and it would take a very long time for the police to arrive. And so the idea was for people to hold a perpetrator of a crime until the police were able to arrive. And nowadays, we don't have these same issues with respect to these long delays in terms of the police arriving. And so the need for laws like this is no longer really present, and yet these laws still exist. And what we've seen is that people will commit heinous crimes against other people and will then argue that what they did was lawful because they were engaging in a citizen's arrest. And just last year in Georgia, There was another situation where someone claimed that what they were doing was just a citizen's arrest, and so they're innocent of murder. And that was this woman named Hannah Payne, a young woman who chased after a man who she claimed engaged in a hit-and-run accident. And she followed him in her car, and she got out of her car and stopped this man, Kenneth Herring. 
she punched him in the face and then shot him and killed him and claimed that she did so as a citizen's arrest. And meanwhile, that man was unarmed. He was not engaged in any kind of violent act. And she just took it upon herself to murder him. And she's currently on trial for that incident that she claimed was a citizen's arrest. And so what I want to do today is talk to you about what the law in Georgia says and whether or not these two men, Gregory and Travis McMichael, have any sort of argument to make that what they did to Ahmad Arbery would be considered a citizen's arrest and in which case they would not be convicted of murder. And so just to talk about the law itself, what the citizen's arrest law says in Georgia is that a private person may arrest an offender if the offense is committed in that person's presence or within his immediate knowledge. The law goes on to say that if the offense is a felony and the offender is escaping or attempting to escape, a private person may arrest him upon reasonable and probable grounds of suspicion. And so I'm just going to go through those two things. They're two separate sentences. So a private person may arrest an offender if the offense is committed in his presence or within his immediate knowledge. So what that means in plain English is that you need to see the person committing a crime or be 100% aware of the fact that the person committed the crime, that it just happened and you're arresting them because of that. And I don't think that that is something that could be argued in this case because what is being said here is that Gregory and Travis McMichael believed that Ahmad Arbery was responsible for robberies that were occurring in the neighborhood. But there's no real claim that they actually saw him do it or that they were sure that he did it. It was just that they believed that he did it. So I think that that first sentence of the citizen's arrest statute could not be argued by them as a defense to this crime. It would seem like if they were to assert the defense that they are not guilty of murder because they were engaging in a citizen's arrest, I would assume at least that they would rely on the second sentence of the statute, which again says that if the offense is a felony and the offender is escaping or attempting to escape, a private person may arrest him upon reasonable and probable grounds of suspicion. So what the defendants would have to say here is that they reasonably believed that Ahmaud Arbery was escaping after engaging in a felony. And so what they would have to say is that they thought that Ahmaud Arbery was breaking into a, a home to commit a robbery and that they saw him trying to escape and that they had reasonable grounds to believe that he was engaging in a felony offense, and that then allowed them to stop him to make this arrest. And so that will have to be what they argue. Now, in looking at the video that a lot of us have seen already, it seems to me that the argument that Ahmaud Arbery was attempting to escape after engaging in a felony, but he's calmly jogging through the street and isn't holding anything, he has no objects on him, I would think that it would be very hard for them to argue that they were stopping him from escaping after committing a felony offense. But I guess that argument could be made. Maybe they will argue that they thought that he broke into this home and stole a small object and was then running away. We'll see what they have to say about it. 
But I think the bigger issue here is going to be what they actually did when they stopped him. Because when you look to section 17-4-61 of the criminal procedure code in Georgia, that's really, I think, the key here is what can you do once you actually stop someone? And according to this statute, it's very clear that even if these individuals were allowed to stop Ahmad Arbery, just say he did commit a felony offense and they had reasonable grounds to believe that he was trying to escape after committing a crime, and so they had the right to stop him, what they then needed to do was call 911 and at most hold him until the police showed up. So what happened in this video I don't think under any interpretation of the statute would be lawful because what we see in the video is that they confront him and they shoot him three times and there's no claim at all that Ahmad Arbery was armed and so there would be no reason for them to do that to him in making a citizen's arrest. And there have been numerous cases in Georgia that talk about situations in which unreasonable force is used when effectuating a citizen's arrest and how the use of force to effectuate a citizen's arrest is limited to instances where you have to do it because you're engaging in self-defense or a situation where it's necessary to prevent a forcible felony. The law does not allow you to stop a person whom you believe to have committed a felony offense, confront them, and then kill them. That's not what the law says. The idea of the citizen's arrest law, again, dates back to the 1800s, and it was the concept of it was to stop someone until you're able to get in touch with the police and have them arrive. And one of the things that's interesting here is it seems that these people were following Omad Arbery for several minutes before this incident occurred where they confronted him. And in that time, they easily could have called the police and had the police show up. They, sh they could have never been involved in this if their real intention here was just to stop someone whom they reasonably believe committed a crime. Um, so even if they're able to successfully argue that they were engaging in a citizen's arrest, what followed here is not in compliance with the law because they went way beyond the boundaries of what they were allowed to do. One of the things that Gregory and Travis McMichael claimed was that Ahmaud Arbery was attacking Travis McMichael, which then resulted in Travis McMichael shooting him. And you see on the video that there is a little bit of an altercation a lot of that is not on the camera. They're kind of off screen when this happens. But one thing I will say is that if someone is falsely arresting you, so they are trying to stop you and you haven't done anything wrong, you have the right to engage in self-defense, which means that what Ahmad Arbery did where they were trying to stop him, he hadn't done anything wrong, and then he was trying to defend himself, he was well within his right to do that. And so what followed where McMichael shot Ahmad Arbery was unlawful, and there would be no basis for 
Gregory and Travis McMichael to argue that what they did was in self-defense because Ahmaud Arbery had every right to do what he did when he was being attacked. And so the bottom line here is that I don't think that there is a viable argument to be made that anything these men did was uh, lawful citizens arrest. And the bigger issue here is the fact that people can commit heinous crimes and then argue that what they were doing was acceptable because they were engaging in a citizen's arrest. And again, this is something that is following an incident just a year ago where Hannah Payne shot and killed a man who had engaged in a minor hit and run incident. It was a fender bender and she then chased him down and killed him. And so people are calling for these laws to be repealed Uh, The laws in the United States with respect to citizens' arrest laws are not consistent. And so what you need to be able to show, depending upon where you live, is very different. In some states, you have to show that you were an eyewitness to a crime, and that would allow you to engage in a citizen's arrest. In other states, you just have to have a reasonable suspicion that there was a crime to stop someone Uh, So one of the big issues with respect to the citizens arrest laws is that there's really not a clear understanding by citizens as to what they're allowed to do. And this could lead to these vigilante type of acts where people are going well beyond their rights in terms of stopping people. And again, when you look at the reason why these laws are on the books to begin with, it they came about at a time when. The police needed citizens to help them in stopping crime because there were certain limitations in terms of how quickly they could arrive on the scene and how easy it was for people to alert the police that a crime had been committed. Those things are not really an issue anymore. And so when you look at the benefits that you gain from having citizens arrest laws on the books and you compare them against the potential for abuse in having these laws and having people try to argue that what they did in murdering a person was lawful because it was just a citizen's arrest, so they had the right to do so, I would say that the risks far outweigh the benefits at this time. And so it'll be interesting to see if what has happened here might lead to laws like this being repealed. And I would say that that would be most likely a good thing, especially when you see these crimes that seem to be racially motivated being cloaked as a lawful action by a citizen who's engaging in a quote-unquote citizen's arrest. Uh, So those are my thoughts for this week. Please let me know if you have any thoughts about this What do you think of citizens' arrest laws? Do you think they should remain on the books? What do you think of the argument that these people reasonably believed that Ahmaud Arbery was running away after committing a felony offense? I'd love to hear from you. My email address is thewholetruthpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at thewholetruthpod, on Twitter at thewholetruthpodhq, and on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. Please get in touch. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
And if you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all staying safe and that your families are healthy. And uh, have a great week. Thanks so much. Bye. 